Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us on the podcast this week. It's your regular crew, Jennifer Bartlett. Hi, guys. Hello. Robbie Croyle. Hi. He jumped the gun on that. I no, I was saying hello to Jennifer. Jeez. Hello, Emmy Jennifer. Logan. Oh my god. All right. So just as a con- just as a, a little, we've derailed me already. But I listened to a podcast uh, two weeks ago from another church that I've got a friend at, and they had probably four. It was four or five people. This is, and this probably relays a little bit of the problem. They have four or five people on the podcast. Did they all say hi to each other? Well, but they didn't do like an introduction with the voices for me to like sync up the voices to the person Mm -hmm. necessarily. Yeah. Uh, And also, I personally, uh, and Brent Billings will chastise me greatly probably for this one, but if if I got five people on the podcast, I'm probably going to do a little bit of panning. Just a slight bit of not like a hard pan or anything, but a little bit of panning so that it sounds like you're wherever you're standing. So you like, can tell you can oh. tell like, oh, the female voice on this side on my right hand mm-hmm. that sounds like they're at the two o'clock is this person versus sure. you know, you pan it around a little yeah, bit. A little bit depth, uh, a little bit. Yeah, because it it was really hard to figure out whose voice was who. Wait, was that the same person that was talking about here? I it was it was a little confusing, so that's 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 why I do the intro every week. I appreciate it. Even though we don't ever like, other than Kyle being here every once in a while, we miss you, Kyle. Kyle, come, come home. Kyle, come back. <laughs> anyway, uh, other than that, we you know we don't mix it up too often. But you know, in case somebody stumbles upon this shenanigree, hmm. we want them to know the difference between my voice, Rob's voice, and Jen's voice. This is Rob. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. oh, well, if that isn't a shortcoming, I don't know what is. All right. <clears throat> Let's talk about Genesis chapter 30, mm. verse 43. We should do that. Kick her right off. Kick her off, Wichita. All right. So Thank we you, are told that, that Jacob becomes mayoed. Mayode. Mayode, mayode. Good, good. Exceedingly, exceedingly. Oh, exceed. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's reversed. Yeah, he he's becomes exceedingly, exceedingly. He's exceedingly. extra. Super extra. Um, <laughs> and then he had large flocks and female male servants and camels and donkeys. And he gained this through his uncle. He's. Laban. He, yeah, and so this is, you know, the, on the front end of chapter 30, we're told that that uh, Jacob has a scheme. He's He is making his flock stronger and Laban's flock weaker. Yep, selective breeding. Through selective breeding. And, and so he becomes exceedingly, exceedingly... All right. Mayod, mayod. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just... I don't know. That's kind of a. We'll have to use that at some point, dude. You are exceedingly, exceedingly. Um, 
Mayode squared. <laughs> but that, but the idea that um, Jacob prospers, ends up with flocks and female male servants and camels and donkeys, it it sounded pretty similar to a couple other storylines. Huh. I wonder what those could be. What could those possibly be? So in Genesis 12, 12, or I'm sorry, 12, 6, we're told that uh, that Pharaoh treated Abram well for the sake of his wife and gave him sheep and oxen and donkeys and male and female servants and female donkeys and camels. Huh. Who would have thunk? Not quite word for word, but pretty close. Yep. Um, and then in Genesis 20.14, we're told that uh, Abimelech gave uh, sheep and oxen the male and female servants and gave them to Abraham and restored his wife Sarah to him. Once again, not word for word, but kind of conceptually the same thing going on. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty dang similar. He's getting some stuff. Now, yeah. there's some other similarities because um, uh, Laban's going to come to Jacob in 31 and he's going to say, why did you deceive me by leaving like you did? And he says, because I was afraid for I thought you would take your daughters from me by force. Huh. That makes me think. What does that make you think of, Jen? Of Abimelech and Abraham. Abraham and Abimelech. Mm-hmm. And yeah. possibly Abraham and Pharaoh? Yeah. Same thing. And Isaac. And Isaac and Abimelech. Abimelech? Oh my gosh, it's a repeating theme. Mm. <laughs> These men in this family line <laughs> like to deceive people using their wives. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, bump, and, bump, bump. And Another wife bites the dust. What? Oh, no. Oh, that's, with, uh, that's dark. Oh <laughs> with Abimelech, with Pharaoh, and with the second Abimelech, uh, they asked the question, why did you deceive me? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, in each case, they said, I was afraid. I was afraid you were going to take my wife. And, uh, or, or, or kill me. Yep. But I was afraid, and the, and the wives was involved in the conversation. Okay. And in each of the cases, uh, the Lord comes to the individual the night before they meet with him. Oh. Hmm. All kinds of parallels. That's really interesting. All kinds of parallels. Now, so that's dealing with the past. The, I, I also wonder if there is a connection to the future because Jacob says in thirty one forty two, uh, if the God of my father, the God of Abraham, the, and the fear of Isaac had not been with me, surely now you would have sent me away. Empty-handed, God has seen my affliction and the toil of my hands. Um, there's going to come a time where the people of Israel are afflicted and their toil is great. And he rendered judgment last night. And there's hmm. a significant event called the Passover where God renders judgment on any of the households 
right. that uh, have not observed the Passover meal. And Abimelech says, um, all that you see is mine, and the Israelites will leave with Egyptian, all the all the Egyptian stuff. Yep. So again, just seems like some foreshadowing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing, repeated themes, God trying to make a point with stuff happening over and over and over again. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Super dope. Nevertheless. <laughs> I don't think you're using that in the right way, but <laughs> but nevertheless, let's move on. Well, now we gotta wait for Jen to buffer again. All right, now we're back. <laughs> let's talk about stealing idols. Stealing idols. Stealing idols. Good old Rachel. Just stole the idols. Yeah, it's such a... Even though they were on a break. Such a... That's such a good Friends reference. Well done. Ah! Hey, I had an alarm set for 445. Is it to pick up the garbage cans? No. It's not... That one's probably going to go off in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you can delete that one. Job's over. <laughs> yep, deleting. <laughs> Personally attacked? That's fine. <laughs> Shortcomings abound. <laughs> uh, so when I think about Rachel taking idols, I mean, Jacob has had 20 years to be an influence. Uh, to his two wives, to his uncle, mm-hmm. and in the story, not and not just Rachel taking the idols, but with uh, with his uncle, how they set up the, the the how they set up the two separate like a pile of rocks and the altar. They have the meal. It's your God and the gods of Nahor and our you know mm-hmm. yeah call, call him your God and our gods, your God and our gods. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just uh, it, it's such an interesting. Um, he has not done a great job of proselytizing them. <laughs> no, <laughs> and, and Rachel is the person that is the closest to Jacob. Mm-hmm. One would think. And so, it's just, and then you know, obviously Rachel has her choices to make. I mean, that's sure. Um, there's a reality to that, but it, it seems like up to this point, Jacob has not passed on the values to his family. And I wonder if if he just kind of got swept away by circumstances mm. and and really kind of ignored, you know, like forgot about this family legacy. Mm-hmm. Or ignored, or 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 didn't give enough attention to kind of put it on pause. Yeah, 
Did he? Like, oh yeah, no, we're, we, I got to Yeah, I'm following God, but you guys can do your thing, and I don't want to. I don't want to make waves here because that might be awkward. And you know, I'm li- I'm living with the with my father in law, and he's got his gods, and I don't I don't, I don't want to create waves. Right. So we'll just we'll just put this whole like blessing to all nations, and we'll put this on pause for a moment until I get back to the land that God wanted me in. Yeah. Now when when Abraham sent his servant to Laban, yeah, the first time to get a wife, mm-hmm. uh, he told the servant. Do not allow my son to go. Yeah, Isaac can't leave. Isaac cannot leave. Isaac cannot go to my, you know, our ancestors because he won't want to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and 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 maybe he was concerned for that that the uh, that the family there would be the greater influence. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you have one person. That's connected to this spiritual legacy versus, sure. and and I think that just kind of speaks to the value of having having community that helps you live out that legacy. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's also an aspect, if I remember right, uh, some people will say that uh, Isaac, the danger of Isaac staying there, had to do with the binding of Isaac. And and the broken relationship there, mm. uh, that that was that w- that was part of why, yeah, he was concerned that that Isaac couldn't leave the land because he would he wouldn't come back. It would be because he was already kind of in a tenuous place. Right, that's where my thought process went with it. Like, <clears throat> don't send the kid away who's already got you pushed away. Sure. But you've also got, I mean, you kind of have the same thing going on with Jacob, and it's interesting that Isaac doesn't do doesn't do the same thing. Right. And granted, there's the aspect of Esau wanting to kill Jacob, so we got to get him out of Dodge. Right. Um, but for that matter, like, send Esau to go get him a wife. Granted, you know, Jacob would have only had the, the, the tired eyes wife at that point because Esau was mad at him. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, ha, I'm going to get him back. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, she's too cute. I'm getting him Leah. Just Leah. (laughs) Poor Leah. Well, okay, and here's another aspect of Rachel stealing the idols to get us back onto our original topic here. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, If Rachel steals their fertility gods, most likely... She's taking the idols because they're, I mean, that's what people worship. You've got fertility gods mm. of some sort. You got Your gods are going to either protect you or they're going to uh, give you more wealth. Yeah. Or in her case, fertility. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then she hides them in you a get, manner. You get more work done through more sons. So. Yep. Yeah, yep. fertility. Yeah, it? fertility and wealth are they're they're intrinsically connected in that culture for sure. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the the idea is that she's not trusting because we've still got she has she's only given birth to Joseph right at this point. Uh, she she's still only got and she's still behind. When we, if you remember back in the the whole 
mama drama com- competition of team team Leah, team Rachel. Yeah, three to eight. Yeah. Yeah. Like even with the help of her maidservant, she's even though she says she's winning with that one child, she's not winning. Like if you count numbers. Right. Um and so the this is another example. Jacob, if he you know, if he's leading well within the family and he's he's not letting this compet if he had squashed out the squashed out the beef, not let the competition get out of hand. Would she have felt the need to do that as much? Right. Would the temptation have been as strong? Yeah, and that's a great question. And, and you know, and my suspicion is no. Right. From a from a leadership standpoint, I I think we have to pay attention to how we ended up in this situation. You know, there's been times where I I was unhappy with an employee's performance. And as we talked through why they were performing so poorly, I found out they had an issue with me. Mm. Well, you could just go, well, you know, you're going to have to just get over that. You know, you, you could approach it that way, or you could go, well, let's address that. Mm-hmm. Let's remove that as an obstacle. Yeah. And I, I think. Uh, you know, it doesn't seem we don't ever hear of Jacob actually addressing these relational issues. No. And it's gonna it's gonna cost him dearly. Um and so, you know, we're told that uh well Jacob says the one with whom you find your gods shall not live. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I kind of think, it makes me think back to um, the Lord in Genesis 2 saying, you could eat of any tree, but you cannot eat of the tree of, of knowledge of good and evil. And in that case, he doesn't say, um, you shall not live. He, so, he says, you shall surely die. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, But it seems to be the same kind of the same sense that, and, and I just, um, I just can't imagine living in a world where, as a f- father and a husband, I would say that. You know, like, and, and maybe, maybe he's thinking it's a servant. Maybe he's thinking it's a, you know, a slave. Yeah, yeah, he's got a. That I, I imagine or. Well, he just doesn't know that. So he, you know, it's taking the hyperbole. You know, maybe maybe he thinks that nobody actually has it. And he's just taking the most drastic approach, right? Right. Like, no, we didn't take any of your idols. Like, yeah, if you find them, then which you're not going to. Yeah, and, but little does he know. You know, make him. Yeah, and and maybe this seems to be a a moment of pride. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, and I've seen that before. I, I've I've experienced that before. Where, out of pride, I'd said something, and it's kind of like, I did not need to say it that way. Mm-hmm. That was over the top. Yeah, and it it's going to come back to bite him. Mm-hmm. Now I mentioned that um, 
cursing was never supposed to be part of our, our vocabulary. Um, we're first, we first see a curse in Genesis 3, mm-hmm. um, and that's in response to... Um, Um, that's in response to man's sin, but what's interesting, um, is the first curse is, uh, is towards the serpent and the ground, Mm -hmm. not, not the people. Mm Mm-hmm. Now in Genesis four, he does curse Cain. Yep. Um, and um, and then, but the first time we see a, a human express a curse is is Noah, mm. in which he curses his grandson. Right. Um, so Genesis nine twenty through twenty seven. Then Noah began farming and, and planted a vineyard. This is after the flood. This is after they come out of the ark. And he drank the wine and became drunk and uncovered himself inside his tent. I could do after some wine. Um, Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders, and walked backward and covered the nakedness of their father, and their faces were turned away so that they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine, he knew what his younger son had done to him. So he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants. He shall be to his brothers. He also said, Blessed be the, the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, let him dwell in the tents of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. Um, so some interesting things in this story. Why is he, why is Noah cursing anyone? Mm-hmm. One. Two. Why is he cursing his grandson? I feel like we've talked. I, I remember we talked about this back in in the Genesis series. Yeah, a year um, ago. Yeah. yeah, a year ago. A year and a half ago. Eighteen months ago. Oh, that's been a minute. Uh, so I remember we talked about this. Uh, maybe I'll link that in the in the show notes there in case we're missing anything. But off the off the top of the top of the head here, uh, yeah. His son. It was a, which which son was it? Ham. 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 Ham is the one that screws things up. Uh, so. Which is why bacon's not kosher. Yep. Yep, that's classic joke. Yeah, not actually uh, true. Not, not actually where that comes from, but funny nevertheless. Uh, you guys make me hungry to go get some bacon. You brought it up. My goodness. Um, now, I, now all I can think of is food. <laughs> well, this has been another episode of... Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Second half footnotes will be sponsored by wherever I go get food. <laughs> uh, no, okay. So why does Noah curse anyone? Daily Noah, meats? 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Noah curses. Uh, so Ham has somehow offended Noah's sensibilities, whether that's just literally seeing his nakedness or any of the other theories, uh, sleeping with him, uh, sleeping with his wife, uh, raping him, molesting his father in some fashion. Uh, we, we talked about those uh, back back yonder mm-hmm. in the Genesis yeah. series. So, so it seems to be connected. The reason why he's cursing is it seems to be connected to the blessing that God had just given them, where he yeah. is to be fruitful and multiply. And he can't do that for some reason. But now. Noah can't do that for some reason. So, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, castrating so either, that that was the other theory. yeah so either he's been castrated or sexually assaulted which either one of those things could cause a person to not want to engage sure mm-hmm. yep um or he slept with his wife ham slept with noah's wife aka ham his mother slept with noah's wife slept with his mom which again could cause someone to go yeah i'm not I'm not going there. Yep. Yeah. Um, and because the weird part about this, I mean... Is Noah curses the grandson. That's weird. But also the boys walking backwards to not look at their father's nakedness. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but my dad and I were not afraid to see each other's nakedness. Like, we did that. Yeah, it is a little. There, know, there's something else going on there. That's it's you're it's odd. Yeah, you're out camping. You're not worried about you know seeing your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I saw my mom, like a, whoa, you know, turn around, kind of thing. Sure. Like that's a that's a different thing, and and it and there are. Um, if you look at Leviticus, and we actually read some passages out of Leviticus mm-hmm. about um, do not look at um, the wife of your father, that is mm-hmm. his nakedness. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that seems to be the most likely. Because um, Noah waking up and, and he knew what his younger son had done, well... So, um, so anyway, the, the the author is trying to kind of talk around a a more serious subject, sure, and present it in a way that you know uh, you could actually read this in front of the little kids and mm-hmm. not have to explain it. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. possible. So, but we've got some similarities here. Right. Because we see Jacob throwing out a curse. And, and even even more so, the curse affects his grandson. Or the, the curse affects his the next generation, right? Right. Uh, because it affects Benjamin. It mm-hmm. affects Joseph. They don't have their mother. Right. Which if Rachel stole the fertility idols and then she dies giving birth, like that's a... Oh yeah, that's the the that's what they'll say causes it. Mm-hmm. Like Jacob directly causes Rachel's death by cursing, right? In this instance, and that's why she dies in in childbirth. That's one of the that that's a pretty common rabbinical 
mm-hmm. teaching there. Uh, so then think about that. Uh, if you're, if you're Jacob and you've caused that, um, how does that, what, what does that do to your ability to carry on your legacy of blessing everyone? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think about this quite a bit as a, as a pastor, uh, I don't, I don't want to help everybody else know Jesus and, and experience grace and mercy from our God and have my family experience something completely different. Mm. Yeah. And in, we've probably all either have experienced for ourselves or watched someone else do or say something that had life-altering implications Mm. in such a... It's a simple statement. It's a simple act, but it's a significant statement or significant act. Mm -hmm. And the ripple effects are long lasting. Yeah. I think of you talking about a conversation with your friend and she said, well, I wish I would have said that differently. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and wondering what is, what is restoration look Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, after that, and and I've just I've seen that unfold in life. Yeah, and the yeah, and thinking of that scenario, the the that in in that scenario, the consequences are going to take a fair amount of time. So even even if you didn't want them to be long lasting, they're long lasting. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a thirty-second statement. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That has years of implications sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. decades. Absolutely, absolutely. Probably shouldn't be quick to curse. Mm-mm. There's a lesson to be learned from that. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap it up with a uh, little little chit chat, little little talk talk about uh, witnessing uh, the impact of mixed values. Witnessing how uh, that can impact your, how that impacts your witness. Uh, when we see people living with mixed values, how their how their impact is. how their ability to witness is messed up, perhaps? Is it messed up? Have we seen it not messed up? My mind immediately went to, yeah, it sucks now. Right. Or it's disingenuine. Mm-hmm. It's diluted. Mm-hmm. It comes with an asterisk. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, was it uh, Sammy Sosa or Barry Bonds with the home run? Did they put an asterisk by that? I don't know if they actually did that or not. I just remember people saying they should have. 
I think. Uh, Did they put an asterisk with the steroid thing? I'm not sure they entered the Hall of Fame. I'd have to look. <clears throat> but my understanding was they still. They're still. They're still not in. I, and I was. I was thinking about that the other day too, because I. I was watching, game and, and, just, the ability to connect with the ball, like, mm-hmm. that ability itself is such a uh, man to it's incredible mm-hmm. to have that many balls hit that hard you know sure. but it's not just it's not just the, the it's not just being strong it's not just the bat speed or, or, or yeah. the strength like there's um and maybe fatigue comes into that you know you're not as tired yeah um, I, I don't know yeah Nevertheless, nevertheless, so people's witness being impacted by living with mixed values. Have you seen it, Jen? I know I have. I can't think of like a specific, like, this is a moment. This one time that Tammy showed up and, no, no I'm joking. That was a, a made She came up. to Bible study and she yeah. was drunk. Like, oh my gosh. And we'd. Invited somebody who didn't know Christ. Like. <laughs> uh, this takes me back to high school. Would be the, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen this plenty. Um, but I know, like, I, I, I specifically, like, I, man, this is gonna date me. I wrote a MySpace blog post. Woo! Kicking it old school there. Uh, I wrote myself a little MySpace blog blog post. Calling out the the um, well, nope, nope. We're gonna have to edit Logan's high school self here. The stuff, the uh, cow stuff, shall we say, that I was seeing because you'd have people that would show up to youth group on Sunday, uh, and and they would be talking, acting, behaving one way, mm-hmm. and then you see them during the rest of the week. And it's completely different. Yeah. They're, you know, this is the, I'm out partying Saturday night, but then I'm in church Sunday morning or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, which caveat, I don't mind people out partying Saturday night. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with, you know, being out on a Saturday night or whatever. Like, that's not the point. Uh, and, and, you know, not even partying necessarily, but when you when you do that and you're trying to keep these two separate uh you when one of them becomes a facade mm-hmm. right uh, then then that's that's i that's for me at least that's where i see the problem yeah. um was that you see a facade going up and so i i was calling that out and i pissed off a lot of people and then you know etc but right. i was really tactful in high school with my Jesus t-shirts and uh, with, you nice. know, writing, writing anti-Mormon papers uh, for English class, like for the, for the Mormon teacher, uh-huh. like let's write, let's do the essay on the factual basis of the Book of Mormon right. and turn that into the, did you say tacky? Uh, Sorry. Yeah. I, well, my, my and that, that's, no, the sarcasm translated it to that. That's exactly correct. <laughs> yeah. You've changed uh, a lot since then. Sammy Sosa. Well, 
I try. Sammy Sosa <laughs> and Mark McGuire are not. They are not in. They're not in, and they would have under normal circumstances been. Sosa uh, and McGuire, but not Bonds, or but Bonds is in? Oh, Bonds. Did he have a steroid? I thought he did, too. I, I thought it was all of them, basically. Hmm. <laughs> Which is well, why they were like, we should probably just let him in, but we should just put an asterisk because everybody was doing steroids. Uh yeah, so the 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 values you live these you mm-hmm. know you're living these two different you you've got a facade thing going on right right um, yeah if you're you know you're a businessman and your business practices or businesswoman uh, and and your business practices are sketchy or take advantage of people mm-hmm. but then you're also claiming to be Christian and claiming to be Christian and and generous maybe mm-hmm. like uh, mm, yeah. roll that back better check yourself before you wreck yourself yeah is Barry Bonds in there too no no, no he's um, not and uh, seven times Cy Young award winning Roger Clemens is oh that that's right um, Clemens yeah, and these are From January last year, the uh, so in our life transforming group, um, one one of the guys was talking about um, the Godfather. Okay. Yep. And how? Do 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 do. And, and uh, why do you like? We just make fun of you when you do that. Yeah, but I nailed that. <laughs> you can't say the Godfather without humming the theme. It's impossible. So in the Godfather. Do 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 do. Key change. Uh, and I don't remember. I I don't remember which character he was referencing. Um, but he was at the christening of his son. Okay. Yep. And the priest is asking him, "Do you, you know, renounce um all things Satan?" You know. Oh yeah, yeah. And and then showing. Like these scenes, the cutscene of everything that he's done, yes, or or is going on at the same time, yes, even. yeah. Oh, I love it. Yes, that that, is, mm, that movie's so good. Movies and one um, and two, you know. And we were talking about that in, in reference to you know First John, where you know like um, if you are a child of God, you don't practice sin. Uh, yes, you don't become good at this is mm-hmm. not something that drives your sin is not something that drives your life and yep. and uh and so you know anyway one of the guys was bringing up just like that imagery of of how anti like christ antichrist mm-hmm. that that is so mm-hmm. uh that is the extreme i think sure that would be an extreme example <clears throat> But how, I mean, that I, I, just this last weekend, I had a conversation with a person who has been driven from the church. Uh, they don't want to have anything to do with, with the church. And I think we see a lot of that here in Missoula mm-hmm. of people that are not interested in the physical structure or they probably don't even care about the, the physical structure, but the organization of the church 
right, the institution of the church, they're not opposed to God necessarily. Uh, they're not opposed to spirituality and, and, and not even necessarily religion, but the institution of the church they've been hurt by. Mm-hmm. And so this person that I was talking with, like they don't want to have anything to do with it. Uh, they might even consider themselves a Christian, but they don't want to have anything to do with the church because of the hypocrisy. Literally, this is a quote, because of all the hypocritical crap that I've seen. Right. Mm. Crap being, you know, people. Right. That, you know, go in, you know, they proclaim one thing on Sunday and then they walk out the doors and get on with their lifestyle. That was a the quote I used as my senior quote in high school because, once again, I was really tactful. Uh, but translation tacky. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you know, the, you can't you can't say that. You can't say that and then walk out and live in a different different right. manner. It what's fascinating. words have no statement fascinating to me is like uh everyone has a level of hypocrisy right like even if you're a non-believer you can say i'm a good person i do this and then you cut somebody off and flip them off or like you know sure uh but i think as christians we have this standard of like people know that we are trying to live christ-like and when we Mm. fail to do that or we live in hypocrisy like we we have this standard that we're supposed to live at that the world seems to know whether they want to live it or not. Mm. And that's why it seems like such a bigger deal when Christians are, why did I, why can I not? Hypocritical. Thank you. There <laughs> I was it like, is. Why can't I say this? Cause you're trying to say hypocritical and you're like, that's not right. <laughs> but no, like my brain stalled there. <laughs> So. Hypocritical. Hypocritical. I can say it. Hypocritas. Yeah. 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 I and I've 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 had some of those conversations with some folks, and and I'm going. I I agree that th- that you that can be found within the church. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. And I and and I don't know their particular experience. Um, one of the things that I always come back to is this. Do you know that Jesus loves his church? Mm-hmm. And by implication, and, and we're going to see uh, John address this uh, in his letters, Um. If if Jesus can love his church, and and there may be places where where the church thoroughly needs to address some things, mm-hmm. um, and but but if you just you know if you just throw out a blanket statement, well all churches blah well sure um, that's probably not true. Uh, all churches probably don't do whatever it is you think they do. I mean, because um, it's hard to get everybody to do... <laughs> right. Yeah, churches can't even figure out how to agree on like what type of coffee they should do, let alone right. some big. Churches have split over carpet color, so... <laughs> but, uh, you know, and so 
uh, you know, I know one person who's like, you know, I know this isn't true of, of, of your church, but, and I'm thinking, then why aren't you there? Mm-hmm. Why, why aren't you there? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and so. On an individual basis, though, I think the the implication of this is that if it can have that much of an impact, we should probably be doing our best to not live those mixed values. Yeah. Absolutely. But to live in a consistent manner. And obviously, we're not going to be perfect at that. We're going to screw things up. We're going to have mistakes. I think that, that comes back to the acknowledging it, uh, acknowledging our mistakes, being vulnerable about them. Oh man, if we have to, I suppose acknowledging our roughly right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just that sounds nope, nope, too much, too much. Can't go that far. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, that I, I think on the individual basis, that's the that's the takeaway there. Right. Yeah, and we have to give people space that have been hurt in church because that is a reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, there ha- people have exercised spiritual abuse over others. Um, there have been some really horrific experiences. We have to give people the space to wrestle through the, those emotions and and you know even grieve their experiences and mm-hmm. and and so I just um, and I don't know I yeah. I, Obviously, I wasn't in the conversation. Don't know what the issues were, but um, or what the particulars were, and and probably in the amount of time that you had that conversation, there wasn't going to be a lot of resolving things no, for not them. At all. You know, I mean, that's uh, unless you have twenty, thirty conversations, you're probably not going to. Mm-hmm. You know, conversation number one is probably not the time and place to go. Well, you know. Mm-hmm. Let me fix that. Yeah, let me let me resolve that for you. You 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 probably haven't tried to resolve it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I can. Um, mm-hmm. Nope, probably not. That's probably like I don't know, way down the road after you know a bunch of care group conversations or something. Oh man, I mean we've seen so many people choose to come back to church after a season of going. Uh, I had this experience. It was awful, mm-hmm. but I want to reengage, and I'm ready to do that. And and we've been there to be able to welcome them in, and even process with them what their experience was like, and um, have conversations about how we could have, hopefully have different experiences together. Yeah, because the reality is is. When people talk about church like that, they forget that they are actually part of the church. What? Say it ain't so. We are all part of the church. What? The church are the called out ones. What? And so um, the the structure, the organization, the you know whether you talk about the denomination or um, you know or or local representation of the church through through a body of believers whatever um you know there's a reality that that corporate body can can do some harmful things but we also have to remember that 
we are part of that, and we should be part of the solution of making the church experience amazing for everyone. There you go. Boom. Got it. What? Oh, Jen had a quote. No, I didn't. What? I was just texting Shondaeus. Oh, you looked like you had a quote. I thought it looked like you had looked up a quote. Oh, man. But really, you just want to be out of here? You want to be done? No. Good news. We're done. This is the end of footnotes. You've made it. Good job. Keep running, Mike. You're doing great. Oh, Mike. Keep going. You're doing great. <laughs> this is the end. We've made it. Sweet. We'll see you next week on another episode of Footnotes. See you. Bye, guys. <laughs> You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge Podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Seemed like, you know that radio show, like, Evenings with Delilah? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what it reminded me <coughs> of. Like, our next caller is... Next up on the Footnotes podcast. <laughs> the smooth, sultry tones of Rob Croyle reading us Genesis chapter 30, verse 43. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.